All right, welcome to episode number uh, 54 of the Illini Basketball Podcast, of course, as the uh, Illini win another one, sixth straight win of the uh, of this run, and they are doing it against teams they're supposed to be doing it against. I know that they've kind of, uh, you know, the last couple of games, they've kind of, quote-unquote, messed around against teams that they probably shouldn't be messing around with. Northwestern, Nebraska, two bottom teams in the conference. This game, I thought they were going to beat them by 30. They're up 25-7 right away. Miller's hitting shots. You know, Io didn't really have to do anything until it mattered. Uh, but it got close, and Illinois ends up winning 73-66 as we both hit the button. So, uh, you know, yeah. I predicted they win by 13. You said 17 we shouldn't really be surprised it was only a single digit win. Yeah, it was a little closer than than what we like, but I mean, it's a win. Uh Northwestern came out in that second half and uh looked like a different team than the first half, really. Um kind of how Illinois did the last game. So, um yeah, their Illinois' defense was great in the first half and then it just kind of went by the wayside. So, I, I don't know what's going on there. Illinois has this history of, you know, Going five, ten minutes, you know, where they're just not in the game. Um, and hopefully they get that figured out because that'll uh, – it's going to hurt them, I think, uh, come tournament time. So, but. Yeah. Uh, players of the game. Uh, for once, we didn't agree with each other. So, that's something. Um, I'm going with Io here. Uh, I know they only had 13 points. Um, I know he only took nine shots. And you know what? He might have had five turnovers. But when Io has to show up, he shows up and he just takes over a game. And there and there's no way Illinois wins this game if Io doesn't hit that 19 foot jumper. I hate that shot, but it, it was money. Um, then he knocks the two threes down, the one from 57 feet, uh, nothing but net. Beautiful. Um and I don't think that Io, like I saw a lot of talk of, you know, Io's coasting or, you know, how come Io's not showing up? I think that 3-2 zone was was really detrimental to him. Um, you know, he couldn't penetrate and take those shots. I think he got to the rim one time um, and made it. But I'd rather him not force up shots. I'd rather him work through his team a little bit more, um, especially when they are focusing on him so hard. So um, I saw that uh, he didn't have any shots in the first 12 minutes of the second half. And uh, according to Illinois on BTN uh, Twitter page, Underwood apparently called IO to close the game with 856 left and close the game. He did um, afterwards, you know, Underwood was talking, you know, asked, getting questions asked, um, asked about IO's shot at national player of the year. Underwood said, no doubt IO's National Player of the Year candidate. I think he should be leading that area. I'm obviously very biased. But, um, you know, I, I just think that IO, you know, he didn't have to do IO things, but he was still 5 of 9 from the field. I mean, that's pretty good. That's better than 11 of 25, I think, personally. But. Well, I I would, I would guess that that is the case, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and he did lead uh, Scott Van Pelt's can you help me there? Jeez. Um, SVP's uh, player of the year talk uh, right out the gate. He was the opening story. So he's getting national recognition now, which is nice to see. Well, I texted you this and I think 
we're going to end up in a situation where Garza probably should have won National Player of the Year last year yeah. over Obi Toppin in the Atlantic 10, but he didn't win it, and now he probably shouldn't win it this year, and he's probably going to win it. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're an Illini fan, which I guess we are technically, right? So, if you're an <laughs> Illini fan, don't get your hopes up. Yeah. Honestly, I just think that Garza's, Garza has controlled the narrative for yeah. National Player of the Year all year, and it's really hard to turn that and turn enough people around. When do they like? When do they like finish that? Is it is it before the conference tournaments? Do they announce that? I would or assume. I would assume you have to vote. You know, before right. anything happens, I don't know when right. they announce it. Yeah, because uh, I don't even remember. Like last year was such a different year, so you don't really know. Right. But um, I just didn't know if like Io, you know, has a great game against Iowa in the Big Ten tournament. If that would affect anything, I doubt it. I don't think yeah. so. But I'll okay. say this: I think that um, there's too many people that have votes for that that look more of the stat sheet than the uh, actual watching of the game. Mm-hmm. So when you see Garza having 30 points, I mean, you got to watch the game. You got to see, you know, first of all, he should be able to have 30 every night against Wisconsin like he did last mm-hmm. night because right. their front court's terrible. They don't rebound. They're not very good defensively. They're much smaller than him. So that makes sense. What then, uh, what Io do against Wisconsin? I can't remember. Was it oh, like, 21, 12, and 11 or something? Just a uh, triple-double out-rebounded Garza against yeah. the same team. But, you know, whatever. Yeah, of course, Iowa didn't really miss any shots. How many offensive rebound <laughs> opportunities did he have? True, true. Wisconsin is not good. True. I don't want to say Anyways. too much about Wisconsin because Illinois does play them again. Yeah, so we don't want to get too cocky. Huh? Yeah, uh, my player of the game is Kofi. Um, he only played 23 minutes in this game, which yeah. was something. I mean, he missed a lot of time in the first half not playing. Five minutes fouls, in the first I half. guess. Did he have two fouls? Yep, two fouls, and he only played five minutes. I don't know if he got back in after his second foul. but I don't think he did. But Georgie played so well that it didn't. I don't think it mattered as much. Yeah. But Kofi still made a massive impact on the game. Oh, yeah. 17 points, 10 rebounds, six offensive rebounds. He was just dominating the glass as he should against just about everybody in the country that they play. He's bigger than everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven of 11 from the field. I, I just wanted to go, you know, a different direction. I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. Io's won three in a row for you. That's his seventh of the year for you. Uh, Kofi, He's that's his fourth. Been playing of the year. pretty well. Uh, 31 points, a double double, you know. It's- yeah, the the leaders the leaders of the player of the year tracker or player of the game tracker. Uh, you have seven for Io and four for Kofi. I have six for Io and four for Kofi. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're, and Kofi very much probably deserved this one. Um, but just when it came down to the the reason why Illinois won and hung in, it had to do a lot with Io. Um, also had a lot to do with Demonte Williams. Um, the way that he just locks down on defense in the final few minutes, um, you know, got that steal. Ended up making one to two free throws, though. Um, Illinois' free throw shooting was abysmal this game. Uh, 11 for 22, I believe they went. Uh, just not good, especially like Curbelo. I mean, Curbelo getting to the rim, you know, that's fine. But he doesn't make the shot, and then he misses every free throw he takes. So. And then he um, shoots wide open threes. And then, yeah, so whoever was telling you that he needs to keep shooting, uh, let's let's pull back on that one. Um, he's made three. I think he's shooting twelve percent from three now. So uh, let's, let's just 
just slow down. Um, but like I said, Illinois' defense was really good out the shoot, and then they got outscored 40 to 35 in the second half. Um, it, I, it was kind of a, a tale of two ha- halves, really, um, with the three point shooting because Northwestern went 0 for 10 in the first half, and then they ended up, I mean, I, I think they made six in the second half, while Illinois started off four for four, and then they made like four more the rest of the game. So, um, I just Illinois' defense, uh, I know Trent Frazier's been talking a lot about, you know, earlier in the season about fighting through screens and all this stuff, and he went underneath every screen when Adige was stepping back. And Adige dang near put Northwestern on his back and carried him to the finish line here. He was, he was good down the stretch. Um, couldn't miss anything. Another and, game where uh, Boo Booey does nothing. Yeah, Boo Booey fouled out, I believe, again. Um, didn't he foul out last game? All right, it's the most overrated. He did have nine points, though. Uh, he, yeah. he made a few few good buckets when Northwestern needed him. But, Congrats. Uh, He's got way, but, way too much. Uh, I think there's way too much pressure on him. Yeah, also probably. A lot of I think he tries to do too much, and and I don't think he does with Nance and Audige. I don't think he needs to do as much as he maybe did last I year. I mean, Audige is by far the best player in this team. Yeah, he's, he's got a really pretty shot. It's really pretty. Um, like I said about Kofi, you know, he only played five minutes in the first half. Georgie came in and was huge for Illinois. Uh, had ten points, all of them in the first half, going five of seven from the field and had three rebounds. Uh, he did get get beat up on the playing defense a little bit. He wasn't very strong against uh, Young, I believe it was. Um, he wasn't very strong against him, but, you know, he he came in and filled in those minutes, which you really, really love to see from Georgie because I'm pretty sure last podcast we said uh, Georgie played six minutes, had three fouls, that's it. So um, when Georgie's putting up double-digit numbers, it's, it's going to be good for Illinois. Um, Grandison still starting. Um, you know, some people might have questioned why, I, you know, but uh, I mean, who cares? There's six and oh, it's working. <laughs> He's not playing as many minutes as Devontae. I know. He got it's off just, to a great start. It surprised me. Um, you said, Why is he thing. starting? And then three seconds later, he had five he, points. He hit a three, had a nice cut. Um, they actually ran a play out of the weave. So, you know, that's always good Pretty to see. Cool. Definitely Underwood um, listening to our podcast. Yeah. Uh, he played – so Grandison played 12 minutes, um, like had five points, played fine. Um, DeMonte played 25 minutes. Uh, big part of that is Grandison's defense just isn't there. Um, and they said that uh, after some bad defense, Underwood turned to Williams and said, go get Jacob Grandison now. Says his full name? Yeah, apparently he did. That's intense. Um, I don't think there's any reason to change it until they lose. I agree. I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't change it. I agree. But six and zero after somehow losing back to back at home to Maryland and Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State one's not as bad now as as well. Yeah, but they should have won that game. They definitely should. have. There was only one factor in that game that kept them from winning, and that was Liddell scoring so much in the first half. Yeah. Anyway, I was looking at Boo Booey's uh, stats just for fun real quick. I mean, you know how many turnovers he has in the last five games? I just think he's so overrated, but I also think there's way too much pressure on him. Okay. He's a sophomore. How many turnovers has he had? Okay, so he didn't have – got to be better than Io's. He didn't have any against Indiana. Okay. He played 28 minutes at two points off of free throws. Um. He had, let's see, 14 turnovers. 
between Rutgers, Purdue, Rutgers, and Illinois. Okay. Nine turnovers between Purdue and Rutgers, and five between Illinois and uh, Rutgers. Again. I think Io's had thirteen over his last three games. Yeah, but Io actually scored points. You know, Boo Booey two points, eight points, two points, three points, nine points. So, <laughs> okay, and no. he shot under thirty percent from the field in four of the five games. One game he didn't have any uh, field goals. Is anybody really talking this guy up anymore? I mean, I'm just wondering why you're trying to bring him I down still so think much. people do it. I okay. still think people do it. Like I mean, he's Andy not even starting. He does it. Yeah, I mean, starting. he was – I just I just wanted to Who be Who was known. his brother from Penn Taylor State? Taylor Battle. Taylor he Battle. He was very good. He was not – Very good college player. He's got he a lot to live up to. Huh? He didn't shoot 30% from the field for the season. Yeah, I so, believe that. Actually, I'm going to look up his college stats just for fun. I'm actually going to okay. do it down here, so you, you can continue. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep going. Um, I thought Hawkins put in some good minutes. Um, I think he played six or something. Um, but he uh, was the only guy that went 100% from the free throw line, uh, two for two. But, right. uh, he, you know, I think Hawkins still is – I think eventually Hawkins might play more than Grandison. But I, I think defensively they're both just not Bad. there. Um, yeah. um, DeMonte, uh, like we said earlier, had a huge steal down the stretch, had two steals in the game, um, had five assists, which was, I, I was a surpri- surprised to see that. Um, he must've been the one giving them all to Kofi. Um, IO had five assists. So those two led the team. Um, and DeMonte had a great cut and Curbelo with a great find, uh, uh, towards the end of the game. Curbelo. Okay. I mean, what would you give him? I'd give him a B minus this game, maybe. If I was grading him on a on a scale, C um, plus. Okay, H. yeah. Um, I mean, he was zero for two from three. Like we said, please stop doing it. He had seven rebounds though. Didn't he get his own rebound on one of those threes? I believe so. Yeah, he followed a shot, which you don't see very often. Well, he knew that he completely missed. Do <laughs> you know think he ever like practices shooting at this point? I mean. I, I think he practices fadeaway jumpers in the lane is what I think he practices. I don't know if he practices threes. I wish he'd practice free throws. Would be good. Yeah, and another thing is, like, we can just do a quick cutaway here to Taylor Battle's stats just to get that out of yeah, the way. Yeah, let's hear it. Um, he's another guy that I don't think ever played in the NCAA tournament, which sucks because mm. he's a great player. He did win the NIT in 2009. They beat nice. Baylor in the championship. Nice. The NIT. So he averaged. He was three times. All- nine, wasn't he? Still there, like two years ago. No, <laughs> he's gone in 2011. I thought he was still playing when. Never mind. It I guess always, he was just. I guess he was just watching Boo Booey's games. He wasn't actually there. Yeah. Their internet going down. What is that? Wi-Fi signal. I've never know. seen that Wi-Fi signal. Oh, it's off now. I don't. I didn't see anything. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, he uh, three-time All Big Ten first team, sixteen points, eighteen points, twenty points from his sophomore to his senior year, forty-two percent from the field. By the way, forty-eight uh, percent or thirty-six uh, percent from three, so not good there. But um, yeah, pretty good player. I mean, you know, he was, too bad he, he went to Penn State, mm-hmm. and they won the NIT. He's actually their all-time leader in points. Really, Lamar Stevens is second. If he would have gotten seven more points, he would have been number one. Wow. That's so, surprising. But, yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's not a very good, uh, you know, basketball school. Number yeah. six, Shep Garner. Who the hell is that? He played until 2018. I've never heard of the guy. <laughs> uh, 
says really. a lot. Says a lot. Yeah, so anyway, completely going off topic there. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Boo Boo and Taylor Battle, but continue. Yeah, the only other two guys, uh, Frazier, two of five from three. Um, I thought his defense was a bit sluggish, um, not the D that he usually plays. But uh, he, he was he was fine, um, but he was on Adige most of the time. And, you know, like I said, gave up 22, kept going under the screens. Um, one of them, Adige was trying to go to the lane, and Frazier basically went all the way to the hoop. It was not pretty. Um, and then uh, Ace Wolf, uh, nine threes taken by Ace Wolf. Three of nine. Uh, it might be – three might be his second most threes – uh, of the season. Um, I think he had four against Minnesota, but uh, yeah, three of nine from three, three of 11 from the field, but I thought he played well on defense. Uh, he had two steals um, and I thought he got, got hosed a little bit boxing guys out. Yeah. yeah. Which Nance um, jumped on his back and it was a foul. Yeah. And then the other one, he was like shoved going towards the hoop and then he boxed out and they called the foul on him, which uh, I guess it's always the second guy, but. He he's the most confusing shooter I've ever seen. <laughs> like he had a three in the corner that uh, Nance was right up on him and he hit it. Yeah. And then he would have other ones where it's like the same thing. And he's just way off or he's wide open and he's way off. Way off. It, the I thing is it. the thing. And I text you this during the game. Like if he doesn't catch it in the pocket, like if he doesn't get it at his chest, he's not making it like he'll try catching him down by his feet. There's no chance that ball's going in. Um, and, think, he, and he tries to shoot out of that position a lot, which I yeah, wish he wouldn't. I think it comes down to he's the type of shooter probably that just needs to, you know, be like the main scorer on a team to be able to score a lot and be more consistent. Yeah. Because there's games where he's not shooting very much, and then there's games where he's shooting nine threes. Yeah. And he he did get to the hoop once, which was nice. He just didn't finish. It was a good move, um, which you don't see from him. He does that every, like, seen, five games. Yeah, we haven't seen it from him that often. Um, but maybe he can get get there a little bit more. Dude, um, how many free throws did he take? Did he take two? Is he one for two from the line? Uh, He was one of two. Yeah. yeah. Free throws were not good. Kofi, three of six. Miller and Io, one of two. Frazier, three of four. Uh, Curbelo, 0 oh for three. And uh, DeMonte, one for three. So. Oh, my God. Terrible. Not good. Not good. Um, yeah, in, in this team, you know, like they so they played Nebraska and they played Northwestern, and it just seems like they they play to their competition. You know, when it's somebody good, they're really good, you know, they play well. Iowa or, Wisconsin, even though yeah. Wisconsin's not great right now. Right. But uh, but I mean, it, it was like they could have won this game. And they I mean, I thought that they were up. 20 at half the way they played, but they, they struggled the last five minutes. Um, and then they, you know, struggled throughout part of the first half of the second half. Right. Uh, <laughs> I hate to bring up the West coast conference, but you know, that's the difference between Illinois and Gonzaga. Gonzaga just put St. Mary's away. Yeah. Of Saint, and St. Mary's is much better than Northwestern, I think. Um, and they beat them. They were up 61 to 24. Yeah. That's what Illinois should have done in Northwestern. That's the difference. No, Gonzaga has more experienced guys, and they're probably better coach, if we're being honest. I mean, I don't really think that's surprising, but right. they know how to, you know, really floor it all the way and just kill teams. And that's what they did. Yeah. Um, and like I said earlier, that three-two zone, um, 
it, it was tough for Illinois. And uh, they asked Robbie Hummel afterwards. I was watching a little bit of the after show and he said something about, they said something about like, do you think other teams will start doing this knowing how hard it was for Illinois? And the thing is, other teams don't run zone defenses normally. Um, Northwestern has always done that. They, they, you know, they used to run a one-three-one back in the day. Um, they run a three-two now. Um, but I felt like Kofi could have got the ball a, a heck of a lot more in this game. There were times where he was wide open, and they, I guess the length of Northwestern's front line, they the guys just couldn't get the ball into him. But man, Kofi could have had thirty this game. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, Illinois still turned the ball over 15 turnovers. Um, do you think Illinois plays too fast for, for the talent that they have? I mean, no. Kofi, Kofi was trying to run out and threw that the ball tough. off DeMonte's head or whatever he did. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, you know, they that's what I know that's what they want to do. They can um, only run up and down the floor if Io or Frazier is controlling the ball. True true yeah if kofi's dribbling down the floor it's not gonna work yep yep i agree um and uh illinois only out rebound northwestern by two 34 32 which is not particularly great um, well kofi only played 23 minutes and he had 10 he could have I had agree. 20 rebounds if he and he had six offenses six rebounds, offenses which, yeah and he, you know come on yep yep um but yeah, I mean, overall, uh, a win, like we say, always a win is a win is a win. Um, I, I'm going to have to go after the Illinois reporters just a little bit, just a little bit. Um, you know, they they asked some one of them asked Io after the game, "How do you feel after this game?" Uh, Io's answer, which I think is awesome, I feel great. Like, how are you supposed like, to feel? Did this person, this reporter? Who like it's a you know you're basically saying you, maybe you shouldn't feel so good since you barely beat That's Northwestern and lost twelve games in a row. That's Did exactly they not what watch what Io said in the locker room after Nebraska? Exactly. Yeah. So what kind of a stupid question is that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Ridiculous. It's uh, it's not good. Uh, I I just think that's kind of a, a not a great question. I mean, a win is whatever. And Io also added. Uh, the people that think it was talking about how Northwestern maybe not so good. The people that think that just don't really watch basketball. Nobody is winning by twenty or thirty in the Big Ten. So, so is he talking about the entire Big Ten? He was talking about mostly. Why? What are you trying to say? Because Iowa would be Michigan State by thirty. <laughs> yeah, but okay. I mean, Northwestern definitely isn't getting killed by teams for the most part. True. Northwestern's been in a lot of games. So, I mean, um, they lost by 14 to Rutgers, three to Indiana and double OT, five to Purdue, eight mm -hmm. to Rutgers, three to Penn State, 16 to Wisconsin, 23 to Iowa, 10 to Ohio State, 25 to Illinois in that first game. Saying, if Iowa's 15, making shots, they're going to beat they're going to beat teams by 20. That's just well, the way, I mean, that's the way know, their team's built. Yeah, I mean, they should have beaten Wisconsin by more than they did last night, probably. I mean, they beat them by 15. They probably should have won that game by a lot more, but yeah. 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 Um, Underwood was also asked what his favorite IO clutch shot was, and his answer was, let's talk about that in March or April because it could change. Is he confirming that they're going to make the tournament? <laughs> if they don't make the tournament now, I don't – I mean <laughs> – Let's calm down. I did see that the tournament is saying that there will be fans. 
they sound very confident in their plan to make all this work. I just they're going to have at least 25 percent, right? Yeah, but I think that they said that Indiana, the state the, the state of Indiana is going to limit it to five hundred. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. That'll probably change. We'll see. Um, last quote I got is Underwood just talking about you know basketball. This is this is how it is. Uh, he said, "This is a grind." This grind, this is chiseling us. This is making us find out how to win in different ways. Yeah, you got to find a way to win. So, I feel like they were going through the same thing last year. Definitely. Except um, it led to nothing because they yeah, didn't get to play. Definitely a builder game. I mean, you know, things that things don't go, always go the right way. You still find a way to win. That's all that matters. Yeah, and you're probably not going to win the Big Ten regular season at this point. So, yeah, just go with it. Never know. Try to win. Still time. Well, it's gonna take what Ohio doesn't State matter during a COVID wins. year is what somebody texts me. So I mean, I I, really, I didn't say it doesn't matter, so I'm not concerned about it. Right. But uh, I'd rather win the tournament if they have that would the Big Ten tournament. I'd rather win the national. Championship. I would also rather win the national championship. Correct. They could they could lose in the first round of the Big Ten or the first game of the Big Ten tournament they play, and then if they win the national championship, I don't care. So. Yep. I don't know if that's a realistic goal, but whatever. Um, so who do we need to win on Sunday? Ohio State? Just yeah. need Michigan to we lose. We need Michigan to lose a game. Um, you know, they both looked vulnerable last night for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I don't know. Ohio State did a lot more than Michigan, or yeah. than Michigan because Michigan took that game over pretty quickly. Yeah. Michigan, uh, Michigan just – they seem to they seem to hit like another gear and just – start dominating games. So yeah. like I said, I don't, I, do, I don't know if they'll play and it, it's not about, you know, winning the regular season title. I just want to see how Illinois competes with the, the quote unquote best team in the big 10 right now. So yeah, I, I think, just, I think that game's more important for the tournament than barely beating Nebraska and Northwestern. I don't care if you lose by 20. I, I think it's still more important. I'm getting Iowa fans coming after me because I questioned whether their defense was improving or was just their opponents missing shots, which I think, <laughs> is, I think it's a mix of both. But someone Julie asked me Alley if goes. I was triggered that something positive was tweeted about Iowa. Someone said I'd be more worried if they were taken overtime by Nebraska. Oh, I mean, snap. And followed by a close. Who won that game? Who won that Illinois-Iowa Iowa game? I can't remember. Oh, well, C.J. Frederick was out, and he's obviously their best player, right? Yeah, what's he average, nine a game? I mean, he is a very good player and does he's a lot good. of things. Is he a sophomore this year? I don't know. All I know is that Iowa's recruiting class next year is abysmal, which segues us into the later portion of the podcast, which is the recruiting stuff that well, I – Well, that, that's I, probably good because all these guys are going to come back for another year, right? Yeah, I mean, Garza might not, but <laughs> he, he should. But Go play in the G League. I feel like he would fit in the NBA. I don't know why people have him so low. Like, he's a big that can shoot. Isn't that what the NBA is now? CJ Frederick, eight points, 1.2 rebounds, 2.4 assists, shooting 47% from the field. 47% is pretty good. It's really good. Well, Especially when he takes mostly three. Field? I don't know. Yes, suck on that. He's shooting like 49%, I think. All right, Illinois plays Minnesota tomorrow. Minnesota... The weirdest team in the country. 49.1. Yeah, exactly. Impressive. Impressive. Uh, it doesn't even really feel like he's shooting that high, but 
Yeah. It's probably because he's had some games where he was like six for 16. But anyway, Illinois plays Minnesota tomorrow, 2.30 p.m. Central Standard Time on Fox. Uh, this is going to be an interesting game because Minnesota is literally two different teams, 13 and one at home and 0 and eight on the road. Mm-hmm. So they need to win this game because if they lose this game, they are probably going to get to at some point where they're like firmly on the bubble and they're going to have to win a Big Ten road game to be able to get to the tournament, I think. Like, I thought Minnesota was going to be a lock, but they continue to lose on the road. Right. They've lost five of seven. First time these two teams played, Illinois got off to a very slow start and then completely ran them out of the building after that, win that game by 27. They basically dominated the last 35 minutes or so of that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robbins was in early foul trouble, which leads to Kofi having 33-13. and 13. And that game really started where I know early in the season we were questioning, you know, Kofi hasn't gotten better. What the hell's wrong with him? This mm-hmm. game started, and ever since then, he's been dominating. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Miller had 14 against them. Miller was a lot yeah, better. Like I said, he, he was four of nine from three. I think that's the most threes he's made in a game, right? What, what how many did he have when they three games when he scored 28? <laughs> yeah. What a way to start. I, I, 28 points. And then just ever since then, it's just been up and down. I mean, he did have a good game in the second game, but. The Ohio um, game changed him, I guess. Huh? Three points. He had six in the NCAA and T game. Yeah, it helps. Six, six of eight. <laughs> they just completely spread the floor out and, and were playing a team that doesn't know how to play defense. And he had he had four against Minnesota, and then he was four of eleven the last time they played Northwestern. Jeez. I don't know. Uh What's he shooting, shooting for this season? Yeah, that's I'm very curious. Thirty-four and a half percent. That's about right. I mean, yeah. I wish that it was more like thirty-eight, but whatever. What can you do? Um, so Io had ten, Frazier had ten, Cabello had nine points, six rebounds, nine assists, and two turnovers. This was kind of when he was still rolling, and ever since then he's kind of done too much mm-hmm. or tried to do too much. Uh, Illinois shot 53 from the field. Minnesota shot 27, uh, 36 from three, and 25 from Minnesota, 68% from the line, 62 from Minnesota. Illinois out-rebounded them 43-24. to 24, And, of course, Illinois won the turnover battle in the wrong way, 14 turnovers to Minnesota's nine. So they still won the game by 27. And they should have won the game by about 30, but I think there's a garbage time three by uh, Minnesota, so. Uh, Haslametrically speaking, the Haslametrics are not a fan of the the Golden Gophers. Illinois is eighth, Minnesota is 60th. Illinois 17th in offensive efficiency, 10th in defensive efficiency. Minnesota 52nd offensively, 71st defensively. Strength of schedule, which is adjusted per their metrics, Illinois 12, Minnesota 19. Expected outcome, Illinois 75.46, Minnesota 70.54. Now, we're adding a new element to the podcast, and, uh, you know, with the fact that Ken Palm is 20 bucks for the entire year, yeah. you got to take advantage of a deal like that. So I did, and yeah, I didn't realize. doesn't have that, huh? It's all free, and they, they have a little bit less. <laughs> like, yeah. Ken Palm goes way deeper than I thought it ever would. Gotcha. Like, I have so much information at my fingertips now. It's like, you know, this team's height mixed with their experience. That's mm-hmm. a stat. Uh, where do certain refs rank in the country? So that's a stat. Interesting. What I'm interested in is that is trying to find the guys from the Indiana game and see where they're ranked. 
because I know where TV Teddy or whatever you people call him is uh, ranked. (laughs) You want you want to know where he's at? uh, Just for reference, there's two hundred third. Two hundred refs, and he is sitting at somewhere here. I'll find him. TV Teddy. It's not good. I'll tell you that. Apparently, you're having a hard time finding him. Give me a sec here. Give me. It a doesn't sec. surprise me. He's he's is the definition of ref show. Yeah. <laughs> I can't find him. I found him yesterday. Now I can't find him. Son of a. Dang it. I'm gonna find. Him. Oh, he's actually 18th. What the hell? Oh. I missed him. That's surprising. Uh, oh, I wanna I wanna figure out those. I think you should go to ESPN and find the names of the refs from that Indiana game, and just so we can call them out one more time, just for good measure. Does it tell you like somewhere? Where does it tell you? Refs? Yeah, on the left, like where it shows the capacity and the the arena it was played at, it shows the referees. Illinois versus. Okay, go ahead with your Ken Palm. I'll look it up. By the way, Bo Borowski, who everyone talks about, how he does like every game ever, and I think he did this game. Or he did the Illinois. He did. He something. did. He did this game. Yeah, yeah. I could have swore they called him like something weird. Bodine he's, or he's fifth. Really? Yeah, he's fifth, and then the other guys that were with him are somewhere on this list. Uh, Lewis Garrison's uh, one one oh five. Robert Riley. All right, let me find Mister. You Mr. just said uh, Lewis Garrison, right? Yeah, he's 105. Oh, that was one of them. Okay. Riley's 42nd. And then Kelly Pfeiffer. Sounds like he would be good. Just because of his name? I agree. Sounds like a good ref. 21st. So they're really not 21st, 42nd, 105. And it's like, Still it's like blowing you, the whistle. You, you got to have one of those top that. 10 guys in there, like Kip Kissinger, who's number one. I don't know, blowing the whistle a little bit. Kip Kissinger's a uh, big 12 guy, so shout out. Uh, all right, enough about the ref shows. Uh, the Instagame prep analytic tool of Ken Palm projects that Illinois wins this game 77-72, so both about a five-point difference between these two teams according to both. As you can see, if you're watching the video portion, there's a lot of stats in front of me here. As you can uh, you know, you can see if you're watching the video portion, a lot of stats in front of me. Uh so Illinois' offense is actually ninth uh, in adjusted efficiency, according to Ken Palm, and Minnesota's defense is 62nd. Illinois is uh, much better from three and two. Minnesota's better free throw shooting. Minnesota has more block, has a better block percentage, and Illinois has a better steal percentage. Um, Io has a 114 offensive rating. Is which, isn't, which isn't good, apparently. No. Okay. It's better than Marcus Whatever. Carr. Ken Palm. It's way better than Marcus Carr. Also, for reference, Kofi has a 120 and Curbelo has a 98. So higher has to be better. I think it's all about efficiency and what you do. Like, DeMonte is 22nd in the country at 130. <laughs> okay. So... Yeah, I don't know. Most of these stats make no sense to me, but go with it. Yeah, that I don't even. There's so many stats here, I can't even pick one. All right. Um, wow. Gabe Kalsher is out. Apparently, you added yeah. that. 
Yeah, uh, broken hand. He was out for the Indiana game, and they said he's out indefinitely with a broken hand. Uh, he started 88 games in a row, averaging like nine and a half. So yeah, he's a decent shooter, you know. Uh, yeah, he was struggling the last yeah. couple seasons shooting. So I I think that this game, I mean, they're going to have to rely heavily on car like they usually do and i think a big person to watch for them is going to be jamal mashburn jr um he had uh, 19 against indiana 14 against maryland six against purdue 11 against nebraska and 10 against rutgers so he's starting to turn it on as they say yeah i don't what do you think their starting lineup is going to be probably car mashburn Brandon Johnson, Liam Robbins, and Trey Williams. I guess that was their that was their lineup in their last game. Um, yeah, so they were they were four for twenty from three against Indiana. They lost that game by ten. Ouch. Ouch. Yeah, not not good. Definitely. Um, so you look at this team. I mean, they started out six and zero, obviously playing a bunch of uh, not good teams, teams that were uh, ranked in the top top 298 of Ken Palm. So you got, you know, three teams that were 200 or worse and then a couple teams in the 100s. Uh, and then Illinois beat them handily. Then they beat St. Louis. Then they beat Iowa. Then they beat Michigan State. You're like, oh, man, three and one starting to Big Ten. And they've fallen completely apart since then. Not Northwestern falling apart, but not good. Uh, mm-hmm. They've lost five of seven games. And they have not won a, a Big Ten road game. And they haven't won a road game in general. And all the road games have been in the Big Ten, I believe, because their home games to start the season were non-conference at home. Uh, so 0-8 in the road. Their last seven games, they have losses to Maryland, Purdue, Rutgers, and then they beat Nebraska and Purdue, and they lost to Maryland and Indiana. So two losses to Maryland in that stretch. Um, and one of those, obviously one of those Maryland games was at home. So that's their one home loss for the season was to Maryland. So Illinois also has a home loss to Maryland. And the great thing about this team is that they beat Michigan. So they're the only team to beat Michigan. Very weird team. I don't know what the hell to think of them. Um, how they could be so bad on the road. In <laughs> it is weird. They, that's how Minnesota has been forever though. Right? Like they, they play yeah. well at the, maybe it's the race for yeah, I just think that Patino is not a good coach, so kind of okay. got that that going on. I don't think he's very good. And I think there's a lot of Minnesota people calling for his head. I yeah. think if they if they miss the tournament somehow this year, he might be gone. I doubt it because yeah. he'll probably get another year, and then he'll probably be gone after next year. So that'll be a waste of time for them. Yeah. But yeah, I'm probably going to have to record this game because I got to work. Um, so uh, don't text me and tell me what's going on. I mean, usually initiate the texting, so, <laughs> you know. Okay. All right. Am I reading this right? Illinois only has four games left. Minnesota, Michigan State, five. Wisconsin, Ohio State. I think they play Nebraska again, so that's five. Oh, why don't they have that on here? I don't think they've actually set the date or the time, but it said on the Illinois official schedule, it said okay. March 3rd. Well, or it's weird because uh, oh, I'm looking at Minnesota's. Never mind. Look at this one. Um, So, according to ESPN, they played Minnesota, Michigan State, Nebraska the 24th, Wisconsin the 27th, Nebraska the 2nd, Ohio State the 6th. I think they're going to play Nebraska on the 2nd, 3rd, or 4th of March. Because why would they play them on the 24th 
they're not going to play yeah. one of these games got changed is what I'm trying because they already played them. Yeah. They moved the 24th up probably. Right. Because they put Michigan State in the 23rd. Yeah, so that makes sense. So they so they'll play Minnesota, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Ohio State. Yeah, by the way, Illinois is eighth. Maybe Michigan. Illinois is eighth in overall strength of schedule on Kim Palm and uh Minnesota's ninth. And then just another fun stat experience. Minnesota 1.86 years of experience on average, which is 142nd in the country. Uh, which means that they probably have a lot of guys that aren't freshmen playing, like Illinois has three freshmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Illinois is 219th in experience at 1.63. Uh, so, yeah, very fun. And another fun one, Illinois is 150th in the country in average height. Minnesota is 43rd. So that's not surprising. And then one more fun one, if I can find it, uh, bench minutes, Illinois 25.8% to Minnesota's 29.6. So they're both Illinois 298 in that category, Minnesota 220. The D1 average is 31.4%, and Illinois is 25.8, which means that a lot of the minutes are getting sucked up by Frazier, Kofi, and Io. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know what to make of all that, but it's a stat on Ken Palm, and you go with it. So, uh, sure. Yeah, Illinois basically um, uses the same lineup in every game. So, They'll have the same lineup. I don't see why they would change it, but definitely um, not going to change it. Grandison's starting. Just do you, do you want to guess? Do you want to guess what Illinois' third most frequent lineup is over the last five games? Because the first two, obviously, Frazier, Miller, Io, Kofi, Grandison, Frazier, Miller, Io, Demonte, Kofi. What do you think the third is? Uh, it's probably that stupid lineup he puts in with no. Frazier, Curbelo, Miller. <laughs> There is no frequent lineup on here. There's only one that doesn't have Io or Kofi on it. The rest have them both on it. And the one that doesn't have them on is Curbelo, Frazier, Miller, DeMonte, Georgie. That's the seventh most frequently used, 3.3%. What's third, do you think? Um, I'm going to go with Io, Georgie. Nope. Io, Kofi. Yep. This is a six. Curbelo. Uh, yes. DeMonte. Yep. And Frazier. Yep. That's the third. And then the fourth is Curbelo, Frazier, DeMonte, Io, Georgie. And then the fifth is Curbelo, Frazier, Io, Grandison, Kofi. And then the sixth is Frazier, Miller, DeMonte, Io, Georgie. The eighth is Frazier, DeMonte, Io, Grandison, Kofi. The ninth, which is a 2.6% is Curbelo, Frazier, Miller, DeMonte, Kofi. And then the 10th most frequently used at 2.3% is Curbelo, Miller, DeMonte, Io, Georgie. Very exciting. That's interesting stuff. Yeah, so he's in all of them. That's, what you, pay, that's what you pay the big bucks for. Exactly. Marcus Carr yeah. is in every single one of um, Minnesota's most frequently used, except for two. Mm-hmm. And I remember, you know, uh, a lot of talk about Booth Gotch. Last time they played, he was terrible. He's not starting anymore. I wonder how many minutes he's going to get. Minnesota, another team with a lot of length, so we'll he see. struggling. I was looking up his numbers. Yeah, he, uh, he's not, not been good. good. No. Uh, Prediction-wise, where are you going? Uh, I got Illinois winning this game. Uh, I know it's hard to win in the barn, um, but I think Illinois is going to 
keep riding this six game win streak. I got them winning 78 73. Um, I did see that the spread is uh, Illinois five and a half point favorite. I hate to do it. I know I'm going to be right about this. I think this is the type of game that you lose. Terrible. You're facing a very desperate Minnesota team, and this is how it's going to go. This is just going to set Illinois up to win out. After this, they're going to beat uh, Nebraska, Michigan State, Wisconsin, and Ohio State. So they'll win four straight going into the Big Ten tournament. They're going to finish the season at uh, 19 and six and 15 and four in the Big Ten. Wait, is that right? Yeah, 15 and four in the Big Ten, 19 and six. So that's what's going to happen. And you're going to like it. So I just think, you know, like I said, you're facing a very desperate. What? Winning four of the last five, including beating Ohio State and Wisconsin again. I mean, um, and beating Michigan State into the ground finally. I mean, they beat them that one year, Iowa's freshman year, where Doc said, this isn't going to end well for Illinois. And then Iowa hits a three. But um, I just think you're facing a desperate Minnesota team. It's going to be very – I'd rather – if they lose this game, I'd rather they win out after that because that's going to set them up to be, you know, four straight going to the Big Ten tournament. I think this is a setup game, a little bit of a trap maybe, not in the sense that look ahead or, you know, what they're doing, but, like, just the fact they're facing a desperate Minnesota team that doesn't really lose at home. Yeah, true. So I think 69 for Illinois, mm-hmm. 72 for Minnesota. I think they'll lose by three. But this is going to set them up to win out. I'd be very surprised if they ended the season on an 11-game winning streak, which is what they'd have to do if they want to have any chance to probably win the Big Ten or get close to it. But um, either way, they're set up pretty well to not have to play in the first couple days of the Big Ten tournament. So, I mean, they're almost – I don't know what the Big Ten standings are right now, but they're almost locked in in the top three spot at this point, right? It would take a lot for them not to be. Yeah. Michigan ten and one, Illinois eleven and three, Ohio State twelve and four, Iowa's ten and five, and Iowa Illinois beat, and uh, they're a couple games ahead of them. So, the Big Ten at the top, the top four teams you got: Michigan's won four in a row, Illinois's won six in a row, Iowa's won three in a row, and Ohio State's won seven in a row. So, a lot of the teams in the top rolling at the bottom, not so good. Uh, you look at what Northwestern has done; they've impressively lost uh, twelve games in a row. Uh, Minnesota's dropped two straight. Michigan's dropped two straight. Penn State's dropped three straight. Nebraska's dropped two straight. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, the team that's trending upward right now that might make the tournament's Maryland at this point. So, yeah, they have some good wins. They went into Illinois, beat them, went into Minnesota, beat them. So, got to play Nebraska two games in a row. I mean, and they lost one of those games, didn't they? Or did they win both? I think they won both of them. Okay, Nebraska beat Penn State. I got confused on that. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Uh, so now we're going to do some quick recruiting stuff, talk about the 2021 class. Illinois lands their second player, probably their final player in this class out of high school, I'd assume. I think the only other addition next year will be when Namari Burnett decides to come to Illinois, um, yeah. which will happen. Uh, so they get four-star R.J. Melendez, six-seven wing, uh, small forward. We thought it was going to happen, and it does. He's a guy that we didn't talk about too much, so that's usually what happens when we don't talk about him. <laughs> we talked about him. What do you mean? <laughs> Not to the level of Mac Etienne no. or Ty Ty Washington, yeah. who you know one True. goes green, one's playing at UCLA yeah. right now. So yeah, Brad Sturdy and Ryan Evan actually got one right. Good job, guys. Congrats to them. Uh, I guess uh, <laughs> Illinois. 
He chooses Illinois over Alabama, DePaul. That's an easy one. Florida Atlantic, Georgia Tech, Iowa State, Mercer thought they had a chance. Seriously, <laughs> Nebraska, Oklahoma State, South Florida, Virginia Tech. So not a ton of competition. If you look at that list right now, Alabama. Illinois, Illinois is far good. better than all of those teams right now, except for Alabama and Oklahoma State. Alabama's got a good class coming in too. They don't need them. They don't need them. You're right. Yeah, and they have. They're going to have returning players as well. I mean, Primo is probably going to go to the NBA, but. They still have a lot of guys there. Mm-hmm. And NATO's got a big extension, I saw. So I wonder, didn't Underwood get an extension last year? I, I know for a fact yeah, he got an extension. So. He got an extension during when we were doing this podcast because we talked about it. Yeah, I think you're correct. Uh, March 2nd, 2020. So right before everything um, died. He has a potential to stay with Illini through 2030. Oh, God, that's a long time. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Can we make it to a final four by 2030, please? I mean, this seriously. buyout figure decreases each year of the agreement, but any NCAA tournament appearance between 2022 and 2025 allows for subsequent extensions to automatically kick in. Jesus. And allow an agreement between Underwood and the University of Illinois to potentially reach 2030. Haven't been to the final four in 16 years. Can we make it happen? Haven't yeah. been to the tournament in what? When was the last time they were in a tournament? Eight uh, years? Seven years? It's been a long time. My God. John Gross is going to get back into the tournament the same year that Illinois does, <laughs> even though they would have gotten in last year. But good Lord. Uh, so Illinois or uh, Melendez is 97th nationally on 247. He's the number 21 small forward. He's number 13 in Florida. Uh, so this class is all length. If you want wingers, Good. guys that can shoot who are 6'7, you got them. Goody's 6'7, 200. He's 94th nationally. Melinda's 6'7, 190, 97th nationally. I do think they both do uh, different things well. I would say Goody's a much better shooter. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. Melendez is more of a playmaker. Yeah, he's um, he's really good around the hoop. It, it looks like. I mean, that's good. So they're number 20 and number 21 small forwards in the class of 2021. So right there. So they basically got the same level. Same guy. <laughs> One's a <Yeah>. lefty. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the 2021 class, Illinois 46th in the country, ninth in the Big Ten. Neither of those numbers are really ideal. But it's not surprising. I mean, they're getting two four-stars, which I'm good with, and they could maybe – get a transfer like Namari Burnett, who's coming. I mean, I'm telling you, he yeah. will be here. Very I'd, like soon. A, I'd like a Kofi replacement transfer than, than another Kofi There's no way Kofi's staying. Why, why wouldn't he stay? Because he's too good. He's not going to get drafted. I'm telling yeah, you. Right I know, I, he's not going to yeah. get drafted. He's, if, if he has idiots speaking to him, then, yeah, he's gone. If he has smart people talking to him, then he'll stay one more year and he'll be a first-round pick. Be nice. I mean, we thought Iowa was going to go. I'm not go. getting my hopes up. Yeah, but that was different. COVID. No, no. Was it was the same. It was the same. <laughs> no. <laughs> he came back because he loves all of us and stuff. Yeah. Uh, he Kofi's wanted to win back. one for the Illini. I mean, for him. with the way that they're recruiting, they really don't need a Kofi replacement per se to still be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I – I, who do you – Georgie at the five next year? I don't like that. <laughs> I don't Hamlin, know. What's Hamlin that, at the five? Who's that red shirt that's like seven foot tall? Yes, no who, way. <laughs> weighs, weighs a buck 25. What about 
What about jumping into the Chet Holmgren mix? <sighs> I just, you know, before we go to the other thing I want to talk about recruiting wise, mm-hmm. if you, I really hope that Chet Holmgren does not go to the Big Ten because there's looking like there's a chance. You know, he's the number one player, seven foot, a buck ninety. Yeah, who's who's number one on his list right now? Well, I think Gonzaga is the favorite. He's from Minneapolis, so. Gonzaga is the crystal ball from seven experts, so it's looking like he's going to go there, which is going to be fun because they're going to be very good again. But he's warm on four teams, and three of them are Big Ten teams. Gonzaga, Michigan, Minnesota, Ohio State. Michigan does not need anybody else, so please stop. Can, can you uh, imagine being seven foot tall and only weighing 190 pounds? Yeah, I think he I, – I don't know. I think that I think that weight is a little out of date. I think he's at least like 210 by now. He's warm on Gonzaga, Michigan, Minnesota, Ohio State. Go to Gonzaga, kid. Three of the four Big Ten teams. And Go to Gonzaga, kid. Seven crystal balls say Gonzaga, so that's Eesh. good. Yikes. 100% chance he goes to Gonzaga, according to 247. Good. Please go there. Stay over there, please. And go there. I'd rather he go there than the G League because, you know, it's, it's good to have good college basketball players in college basketball. And most years these days, the number one recruit is never the best freshman. But I think this year, the number one recruit is the best freshman. So speaking of which, segue into Monday, we're going to be talking about best freshman in the country on the countdown of March Madness number three. So definitely not going to be talking about Cade Cunningham. Am I right? No, probably just Curbelo. Um, and Adam Miller and Coleman Adam Hawkins. Miller, yeah. So Player, Players that you love. If you look at the Big Ten rankings for the 2021 recruiting, uh-huh. Michigan is number one by far. Dominant. Then Michigan State. Then Nebraska is third because they have wow. Bryce McGowan's coming in, that five-star. Yeah, I think McGowan's he's Trey brother. McGowan's brother. Yeah. Wisconsin fourth. Northwestern fifth. Purdue sixth. Ohio State seventh. Maryland eighth. Illinois ninth. And then you have uh, Minnesota tenth. Indiana 11, Iowa 12, Rutgers 13. So I'm going to try to find like how many five stars are coming in, you know, to the Big Ten. Well, I mean, what does a team have to do to get good recruits? I mean, Illinois is really good. I think what this tells you is that um, lots for them. I don't know. It definitely helps to be like a former big time player and like a good an actual good coach. So like Juwan Howard's a pretty solid coach. I would say Penny Hardaway still gets the recruits despite not being a good coach at all. Right. Um, so that, uh, yeah. I think it helps. Dads like, are like, go play for Penny. I loved him. Yeah. It's like, uh, I'm sure you would probably do something like that with a, with a coach. If you I absolutely would. Yeah. Exactly. I, if my kid was good enough, I'd tell him to what go if, play for Penny. Okay. If Michael Jordan was the head coach somewhere, what was no matter what, you would do that. Right. Right. What was Penny's little character's name? What that? He was in those commercials. You know what I'm talking about? No. You're too young. No, I'm old. There's four or five stars coming into the Big Ten. Two at Michigan, one at Michigan State, one at Nebraska. And the one at Michigan State is, of course, Penny. <laughs> Max Christie. Well, this sucks. Max Christie, the number 17 player, five-star. He's from Illinois, and he's going to Michigan State. I mean, that's just – that can't happen. It's just typical, isn't it? Maybe maybe they will uh, back out of that because Michigan State's bad. 
Yeah, I don't know. I think what it takes, you know what it takes to get good recruits? You know what helps? Uh, cheating. <laughs> Did you see Bohannon said that he wouldn't wouldn't have went to uh, Wisconsin if they gave him $50,000 in a McDonald's bag? So is he and taking a shot at Tennessee? He said he wouldn't go to – well, and then uh, everybody's like, you didn't even get an offer from Wisconsin. <laughs> I mean, let's see who offered him. Uh, Sounds like he's a little too into himself at this point, <laughs> kind of like uh, Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, yeah, I thought it was so funny. First of all, he was a three-star, and he was 312th in the country, so shut the hell up there. Uh-huh. Second of all, he's from Iowa, so no F he's going to go to Iowa. His other offers were DePaul. Who the hell wants to play there? Drake is fine. I mean, he got an offer from them, and he he unofficially visited Wisconsin. What an idiot. I mean, shut the hell up. My God. Go play for Fran McAvery, who's a complete loser who looks like an effing bird. I mean, shut up, Jordan Bohannon. I'm a better shooter than you are. That was too far. Um, so Illinois entered the mix for Enoch Boyake, who decommitted from Michigan State last week. 6'10", 240-pound center. He's a 2022 guy. I think he might be considering reclassing, so that would work if they got him. That's a Kofi replacement. Not as tall, doesn't weigh as much, but damn close. Um, He's a four-star, 32nd nationally, so he's basically a five-star. He's a five-star on rivals, a four-star on 247. Um, He's fourth overall center in this class. He's from Mississauga, Ontario, of course, the home of the Mississauga Steelhead OHL squad. Of course, everybody knows that. Um, and a lot of teams ran on him. Yeah. Um, so I just had an article up about him. He said that um, he wants to go to a place where he can make an immediate impact, and he feels like uh, Michigan State's going to have a lot of guys coming back. Because they uh, suck? Yeah. Let's say – here, here's the article. Um, he says it's a tough decision, but I really do love Michigan State. But it's one of those situations where I have to do what's best for me in the future. Uh, just doing a lot of research with my people and watching a lot of games, it looks like they will have a lot of guys staying. So it sounds like he's going to reclass. Um, I want to go to a place where I have an opportunity to make an impact right away. Uh, Kofi replacement? Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's the number one goal of mine, he says. Yeah, there's some people thinking he might go to Oklahoma State. It looks like Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, Arizona State, Arizona, USC, Duke, Kentucky, Washington State. Gonzaga have already reached out. <laughs> um, doesn't have a timeline for deciding. Uh, at the same time, I don't want to take anyone's time, waste anyone's time. I think things will move fast. I think eventually I'll get to a top three, then I'll announce. So. He has offers from Arizona, BYU, Denver, Houston, Oklahoma State, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, UCLA, and Western Kentucky. And he has interest from Kentucky and Duke, but no offer from either of those schools. Yeah, and that's when he uh, announced that he was going to Michigan State. He said that he wanted to go to a team that was going going to compete for a national championship right out the gate. Um, He's from Canada. What does he know about that? way Michigan State is right now it might have something to do with that too I don't know. there's an article from writing Illini that says Illinois is heavily in pursuit of Namari Burnett yeah it makes almost too much sense for him not to come to Illinois I agree I just don't know I mean 
more guards. But I guess it depends what DeMonte and Miller do, or DeMonte and Frazier do. So the teams that are heaviest on Burnett, Illinois, Alabama, USC, Vanderbilt, and Oregon. I'm only worried about Alabama. I don't see any reason where he, why he would go anywhere else, especially Vanderbilt. Seriously, they suck. Why would you want to go there? <laughs> I don't know. And Jerry Stackhouse is a moron. Some people like being the guy. Yeah, Jerry Stackhouse is an idiot. So, but. I think I went too hard on Stackhouse there. I just think he did some stupid things last week. Wow. Calling Jeff Goodman a racist or whatever. Like, that's ridiculous. Oh, okay. He did. I mean, if you look it up, he uh, called him a racist for something really stupid. Let me see if I can find that. Just so we can really bring the drama side of college basketball to this podcast. I know you like drama. I'm fine with it. Um, this short episode has now went an hour, so that's not bad. It's not bad at Jerry all. Jerry Stackhouse implies that fans are critical of him because they're racist Trump supporters, not because of his embarrassing record. That's what this article says. Yikes. First of all, you have he definitely inherited a bad program, but right. like seriously, you're four and twenty-three in the SEC. Like the SEC is not the Big Ten. True. You can only win four games in two seasons there. It's terrible. Maybe someone like a Jeff Goodman said something, and I've got him blocked anyway. So now a fan wants me to know what Jeff Goodman says, so he tags me. Well, now you're blocked too. I don't want to see this on my timeline. I don't want the noise. Don't want the hate. Then get off social media, idiot. I mean, you're a freaking coach. You're talking like a 17-year-old. My God. I'm glad Illinois didn't hire someone that's as stupid as this idiot. Uh, Vanderbilt should fire his ass. What an idiot. You're not a freaking 16-year-old recruit. You don't want this noise. What are you, 16 years old? You got players say, oh, you're not good. So stupid. Ridiculous. I mean, Jerry. Well, you know what? That quote pissed me off. So I had to to go. I love it. It also helps Illinois has their stuff together. That's right. Uh, This past season, they had some success, but he had already committed before seeing what the program could do. I don't know why he did that. He went to Texas Tech where he got – you know, glossed over by Mac McClung and and the guards at Texas Tech, but now they're one of the top teams in the country. And now all they, I think, all Underwood has to do when he's recruiting guys is say, "Well, especially guys from Chicago, look at what Io did here," and that should be enough. Exactly. That probably had something to do with Miller coming here, but uh, you know. Namari Burnett would be a nice fit. You know, you'd have a, probably a starting lineup because I'm assuming if he's going to come here, he's going to start. So you'd probably have uh, Curbelo, Miller, Burnett. Do you start one of the freshmen for length? I think you have to, right? Who do you start if you had to pick one of the two just like based off of what they look like coming in? Uh. I think I'd rather start Melendez just because I think they already have enough shooting in that. Yeah, I think Melendez is more of a a slasher than a a setup shooter. So I think that's who I would go with. I don't know if either of these guys will start, though. I don't think so. Well, especially since Kofi's going to come back, you know, you got Georgie. Right. There's not going to be any place for him. 
Can Burnett shoot? Um, I don't think so. See, I don't like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how good of a pickup Burnett would actually be. But. Maybe he's one of those guys that's just highly overrated coming out of high school. Yeah. And it's not really his fault that he's rated that high, you know. But he should definitely come to Illinois. But that'll conclude this episode. I hope everyone enjoyed the pointless Jerry Stackhouse rant. Uh, <laughs> you know, I kept it short and sweet, obviously. Yeah. But uh, you can save that for the March countdown and March Madness, though. Well, I can't do that because Vanderbilt's nowhere near the tournament. So why the hell would we waste time talking about them? So I just figured that since we were talking about we were talking about Vanderbilt pursuing Burnett, you know, I figured that's a perfect chance to to get after. But um, you know, hope everyone enjoyed this episode. A little bit of a weird one, a lot of off-topic stuff by me, of course. Not not surprising there. But people love uh, episode number fifty-five. I guess will be here Monday because they play Michigan State on Tuesday. And then we'll review that Minnesota game, or I guess it could be Tuesday before the game because of the countdown to Mark Madness episode on Monday. Yeah, whatever we could do it Sunday, we'll Monday, it Tuesday. I don't care. We'll find out. But anyway, you can follow us we'll at you know. on Twitter, and you'll see live tweets during the game about how like tweets will be like, "Hey, what what is Corbello doing? What the hell is Coleman Hawkins doing?" Or I'll share a, a text message saying this. Why is starting? starting? <laughs> yeah, so we'll do that. But uh, we'll see you next week, episode 55. Hope the Illini can do what I say they won't do and win the game tomorrow. So we'll find out. Beat, beat Patino's dweeb ass. All right, see you. <laughs> Go Illini.